Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, come on, he's higher. He's got it all under control in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, he has got it all under control in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And so you can rest assured to the fact, praise God, that our God is not going to fail. In fact, I'm going to be very bold and tell you today, it's impossible for him to do that. God cannot fail, praise God. And so you can count on him. You can believe in him in Jesus' name. Last night while I was studying the Lord, I felt like the Lord and I were having a little bit of a conversation while I was looking up scriptures and stuff. And, you know, there's, there's just a, a thinking that is out there. And I'm not here to accuse. I'm not here to point fingers. But there is. There's just a thinking that people will have. It's easy to adapt to it. Um, it comes under two categories. One is called modernism. I don't know if you've ever heard of it or not, but, you know, years ago, probably a couple of hundred years ago, it began to think. And what modernism thinks, now listen to me, what it thinks is it emphasizes that truth and all of the resolve in life can be done through us, that it can be done through us. And thus, you, you, you saw the birth of psychology and things of that nature. And I'm not here to accuse any of that stuff, you know. But you and I, when we come to the Lord, we understand it isn't going to happen through us. It's going to happen through him. And then as giftings come into our lives. You see, righteousness is a gifting. It's not something you earn. Grace is not something that you can, you know, go and buy at a bank someplace or whatever the case is. Grace is something that is extended from God. And so what we realize, realize is that modernism is wrong. You cannot solve your own problems. You can give yourself temporary solutions. You can give yourself relief. And we see a world that is piled up with that. Amen. And again, I, I am not here to be the accuser. I'm just saying, if you want not only temporary relief, but if you want permanent relief, if you want something to come in and really take charge of your life, praise God, you recognize the fact that it has to come through Him. That's what it has to do. It's all in Him. Amen. All the fullness, praise God, came through Jesus Christ, and it does come unto us. Another thing is called postmodernism, and that's where most philosophers say that we are at right now. And postmodernism uh, post is very easy to identify because it questions all authority. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't question authority. That's not what I'm talking about. But when we begin to question God's authority... That's when we're going to find ourselves into, into trouble. And really what it does is it emphasizes personal experience. Well, I've experienced God. You've experienced God, so we're all okay. I'm not saying experiences aren't important, but folks, we talked about it last week. There's a foundation that God gives us. It's called His truth. And you can today, right now, you can rest assured that you can come to God. In fact, the Bible is very explicit when it says, come boldly to the throne of grace in your time of need. Am I talking to any needy people here today? Yeah, hey, I am. I'm not afraid to admit it. Well, let's do that. And I'm going to come against those two ways of thinking, praise God. I'm going to come against that thinking that says I can solve my own problems. I'm going to come against that thinking that would come against God's authority in Jesus' name. And we're going to take authority over that here in this place in Jesus' name. And you watch. Because you know what I'm expecting? I'm expecting the eyes of our understanding to be illuminated. 
we're going to see the things that God has for us in Jesus' name. Come on, can I get some agreement? Let's go to the Lord right now in faith, and let's press in a little bit right now in Jesus' name. Father, I come against this. Master, in the name of Jesus, I come against that thinking that would say I can solve my own problems. God, that is not true. Without you, it is never, ever going to happen. And I pray for the illumination of that. I pray that, Lord God, that does not intimidate us. That helps us to draw nigh unto you and when we draw nigh unto you you will draw nigh unto us and God I'm expecting that in this place right now in the name of Jesus and God I come against that thinking that would question and continually question your authority and Lord God let that be under the blood right now in the name of Jesus that Lord God you are the only authority you are the absolute authority in the name of Jesus in this world. Yes, Lord God, let that let that blindness be lifted right now. Let that darkness be completely gone in the name of Jesus. And God, by faith, I give you the praise and the glory for it all in Jesus' name. Come on, what do you say we take about 30 seconds and give God some praise? Jesus' name, and you may be seated, the Lord bless you this morning, and these are things that we can push back, um, these, these types of thinkings and these mindsets. We can push them back, but they will, they will try to come back in. It's like the ocean. Those waves will keep coming sometimes, and so you and I have the ability, through the power of Jesus Christ, to push them back. And so that is the relentlessness that you must begin to uh, accept in your life, that you're going to have to push stuff back. You're going to have to do it, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying this very realistically, on a daily basis. You can't wait until you come to church. You know, you can, and we're going to help you the best that we can. But I, I, I don't know about you, but, you know, for years, you know, it took us a half an hour, 45 minutes to two hours to get started, and then the last five or ten minutes of the service was powerful. And I'm not against that. But folks, I believe we need to get in here and we need to get started right away. And how we do that is we take authority over it. And God gives us the authority by us submitting to his authority. That's how it's done. Praise God. Amen. Um, I'm thinking of, of the angel who gave us a beautiful um, uh, analogy of this. When he, was, when he was fighting the devil about the bones of Moses. The Bible says he didn't bring railing accusation against the devil. And he could have, because he was there when he fell. He knew, he knew the history of the devil, and he could have brought all of that up, praise God. But the angel, praise God, decided, no, I'm not going there. I'm just saying, the Lord rebuke you. And so, in my opinion, that's a lot of times where we have to go. We can sit here and we can maul it over, we can hash it over, we can, you know, run it through again and again and again. And all we're doing a lot of times is wasting very precious energy and time. 
And we must settle the issue, praise God. Amen. That the Lord, he is the Lord, praise God. And we can have this authority in our lives. Amen. Too many people, in my opinion, and, and again, I'm, not, I'm just trying to be the, 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 the vessel that God wants me to be here this morning. Too many people are getting victory, but they're not living in victory. And there's a big difference, praise God. It doesn't mean that you don't have any problems. It doesn't mean that you don't have any challenges. It just means it don't take you that long to get back on top of your game because of the giftings that God brings into your life. If you're going to settle upon your own righteousness, then you're going to have struggles. The devil's going to jump on that one. This system will jump on that. And you will, you, you know, you will see time that a lot of times is wasted in Jesus' name. Let me demonstrate this by scripture this morning before I get into the lesson. Look at the book of Titus. The book of Titus um, gives us some insight into this type of thinking. Praise God. And it has to do in chapter number three. I mean, the, the whole book is really full of good, sound, apostolic advice. Amen. But as I've learned, and, and even about my own self, that I have to give God permission. Amen. He does not violate my human will. And so when I do that, God doesn't hesitate in Jesus' name. Listen to this. Praise God. The Bible says in verse number 2, 3 and 2 here, it says, To speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle, shewing all meekness unto all men. Now, that's good advice. That isn't going to solve all the problems, but it will keep some peace in your life. And then it goes on to say, For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish. Can somebody say amen? amen. It says, Disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. That's, we, we, we can do that. We still have the ability to do that. But after that, the kindness. Notice this. Not the threatenings. The kindness of the, uh, and love of God, our Savior toward man, appeared. It says, not by works of righteousness which we have done. There it is. You know, the idea that we do not deserve this. That's what grace helps us to understand. God doesn't give us what we deserve through mercy. And grace is God does give us what we don't deserve. These are elements that God wants to bring and flow into your life. And again, that doesn't mean that you won't have challenges. It just means that you can rise to the challenge. Come on, anybody want to rise to the challenge today? I'm not oblivious to the fact that most of us this week and the last couple of weeks have been very tense in our country. It's been very tense in, in, our, in our culture. I mean, this COVID thing and the election, all of that kind of business. It, it has a way of grinding on your nerves, doesn't it? But don't you love the peace of God that goes beyond our understanding? Don't you love the peace of God that can come in and give us some calm in the name of Jesus? Come on, we can do that. But it's not going to be through works of righteousness which you and I have done. It's not going to be because we've strung together a couple of hours of good behavior. And I'm certainly not against that. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I believe we need to live good in this life. I believe we need to be the leading example in our communities. But folks, if we're going to ever get it done on a regular basis and on a consistent basis, it's got to be through the giftings of Jesus Christ. And that's what he's assured us. Come on, he's assured us that he's never going to run out. You don't have to worry about going to the house of God or your prayer closet and God saying, hey, wait a minute, I need about 15 minutes to gather my thoughts here. You know, God doesn't do that. He's on his game every day in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's our God. Our God is righteous. Our God is faithful in the name of Jesus. And I am so 
so glad, praise God. Amen. So it's not by works of righteousness, but it's his mercy. That was the first ingredient that Adam and Eve saw or felt in the garden. The mercy of God is what, is what, what, what brought God looking for them. Adam, where are you? That's mercy, folks. Now, mercy doesn't mean that we can, you know, we, we can do whatever we want. It just means that God is there. He's there, praise God. And so, he, you know, according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. And folks, I'm going to tell you something. The renewing of the Holy Ghost isn't all emotional. It's fact. Praise God. That man, my thoughts can be renewed in Jesus' name and through, through Jesus Christ, these things can happen in Jesus' name. And so I just want somebody here to understand, praise God, you're doing the right things. Just do more of it. Just do more of it. Amen. Start finding areas of your daily life that you can replace your thinking with his. Come on. And, I, and one of the first places it has to start, in my opinion, is you and I must, again, commit ourselves to the familiarity of God's Word. Amen. Somebody said, you can't give what you don't have. You can't speak about things that you don't know. And so it comes back to that very simple principle that I'm going to replace the worldly way of thinking, my way of thinking, with His way of thinking. Praise God. That's why the Bible says in the beginning was the Word. This is how God created the heavens and the earth. And then that Word eventually became a human being or dwelled in a human being and gave us a Word picture. Praise God. That's why I love to, to read the stories of Jesus Christ. They're my favorite. He's my hero. He's the one I'm looking to. I'm not against my, my leaders here, praise God. I'm not. But folks, I'm telling you something. Nobody comes close to Jesus Christ. Amen. He is the one. He's the only one in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in, 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 in Timothy chapter number two, it says there's one God. Somebody say amen. And one mediator between God and man, and that is the man, Christ Jesus. Jesus gave me the, the ability, praise God, to receive receive things in Jesus' name. And so God is illuminating all around us, not just these lights, but in the spiritual realm in Jesus' name. We're facing, you know, unprecedented times in our culture. We really are. I mean, I listened to the governor on, 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 on Friday, and I, I'm glad to. I, I really feel like we have a very kind and, 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 um, and sympathetic governor. I really do. And I, what I did, and with the help of the Lord, my wife and I were listening a little bit to him, I put myself in his place. I said, my goodness, God, that man must be under a lot of pressure. Businesses and, and, and politics and all of that kind of business. But I, and I, but I find myself not criticizing or railing accusations like they do on the Facebook. My goodness, just stuff floating up there, and we turn it off at our house. I don't want to hear that nonsense. Praise God. I believe he is doing the best job he can. I believe he's not perfect. But praise God, he don't need somebody like me railing on him. He needs somebody like me who's an apostolic born again of the water and of the spirit lifting my hands up every day and saying, God, touch my governor right now. Touch him right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, folks. That's why our world is splintering. That's why our world is coming apart. It's because we got too many critics out there. Amen. And it's easy to just slide right into that realm. 
It really is. But if we can start carving out some time with the help of God and, and saying, no, I'm not going to criticize. I'm going to pray. I'm going to lift up. I'm going to say, God, with your help, he's going to do a better job. She's going to do a better job. Come on, why don't we do that right now? Why don't we get spontaneous? You got somebody God's put on your heart. Why don't you begin to lift them up in the name of Jesus? Come on, ask the Lord to help them. Ask the Lord to touch them. Yes, Lord God. Yes, Lord God. I believe you're doing that right now. I believe your grace, Lord God, that hath appeared unto all men is in here right now. It's not only in here, it's in the city council, it's in the mayor's office, it's in our governor's office, it's going to be in our president, it's with our president right now, it's with the Congress, it's with the Senate, God, in the name of Jesus. It's time now for apostolics to begin to do the work of the Lord in every aspect of life, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, yes. Oh God, yes. Touch, strengthen. Oh, give them, Lord God, the power in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, that you are still influencing people, that your grace, which is the divine influence of God upon the heart, is still active in this world right now. Right now, there are people right now that are feeling the touch of this because of our prayers and because you gave us the direction, God. It's your righteousness that causes us to pray this way. I come against that thinking that says, hey, I can figure it out on my own. I come against that thinking that says, I don't need God or the church or anybody else. I come against that, God. Let that blindness be lifted right now in the name of Jesus. Come against that in the name of Jesus. Oh. Come on, do you feel, do you feel, I sense the approval of God in this. Come on, I sense that God is, he's liking what we're doing here. Come on, and that's what I'm after. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. You, you, can, you can be seated again if you want. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. I was reading this morning, there's a prayer that I pray on a pretty often basis, and it's found in the book of uh, Colossians, the first chapter of the book of Colossians. I found this to be just a tremendous template for me, amen, uh, for prayer, and, and there are several prayers in, in the scripture that you can go to. This is just one of them, praise God, and, um, and it starts in verse number nine of, first, of the first chapter of the book of Colossians, and it goes like this. It says in Colossians 1 and 9, it says, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. I remind my, that, myself of that. As a pastor, the, the position that God has allowed me to be in, one of the, the, um, uh, the ongoing and, and most important parts of that position is prayer. That's what it is. Amen. Uh, Samuel said it in the Old Testament. He said, man, God forbid that I would cease to pray for, for, for Israel. And so prayer is so very important. And it's not just the ritualistic aspect of doing it. Sometimes that is how we got to get started. We find a place, we find a time. Yeah, that can become very ritualistic, and I'm not against that. But in that time, in that place, what are we doing about it? Am I growing in prayer? Am I doing something that God wants me to do? And that's why when I read this, I remember that. I don't cease to pray for you is what Paul said. 
Okay, Paul, I want to get better at praying for the people. And so then he went on to say, and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will. Notice this. This isn't a Santa Claus list. This is a basic principle of living for God, knowing his will. What is the will of God for me? And I know there's some general wills out there. It's the will of God for everybody to be saved. Come on, the Bible says he's not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. That's, that's, a, that's a very general will of God. But every day God has a specific will for us. Amen. And sometimes it, 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 it has to be uncovered. And then there's times when we have to give God permission. And that's why it goes on to say, not only his knowledge, but in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Last week we talked about wisdom has a voice. It's, it's screaming at us sometimes. Amen. That, hey, there's other things out there making competition, like things like foolishness, scorning, you know, simplicity, that kind of stuff. And that wasn't to put anybody down. That was to recognize in our world we have those voices that are coming. Listen to the podcast from last Sunday morning, and, and I believe the Lord will give you more understanding in Jesus' name. But look at verse 10, and I, this was highlighted to me as I was praying this specific prayer, and I literally pray that till the end of the chapter here. I do. It's filled with all kinds of tremendous, tremendous things that God wants us to remember. But here's what I want you to see. Look at verse 10. It says, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. You know what that word pleasing could be replaced with? It could be replaced with the word desire. That's what, helped, that's what has helped me with major, major things in my life. is not just to quit doing it, but to quit desiring it. That's what a lot of people don't understand. That you and I, we have desires that need to be straightened out by the Lord. And they can be. In Jesus' name. They can be. Now, some of them will take time. Some of them you're going to have to live with the rest of your life, recognizing that I have a human nature. I have a human carnal mind that does not compute with the things of God. So why am I even trying? Why am I trying to win that stupid argument? Yeah, we argue with God a lot. We argue with ourselves. And again, and I'm not finding fault. I'm really trying to fine-tune somebody here today. We waste a lot of energy. We really do. And then the last five or ten minutes we're with God, things happen and we break through and ooh. But we go home and we're exhausted and we're going, man, that was a fight. Boy, I really had to plow through that. It happened to me again on Friday. I told my wife this. I, I don't run as much as I used to. I use a bike. I use other means of exercise. Easier on the knees. But I went out running on Friday because beautiful day. Would have beat running on Saturday, right? Yeah. Well, I went Friday, but when I went out, I go off Forest Road, and it's due west. And guess what? I met smack dab in my face a due western wind coming right at me. I hadn't done that for a long time. And I got up to some of those little hills that I have to go up, and it almost stood me right up. It did. That wind. And it wasn't that bad. It was just relentless. Well, this is what we feel sometimes. And God will give us the strength to get through that in Jesus' name. That's what he's doing for many of you right now in Jesus' name. And so consider that. Consider these things. This is all preliminaries, by the way. 
This is, this is God just speaking to us right now, giving us some good, sound reasoning in Jesus' name. Because as you know, and I've taught this, and I'll continue to teach this in this church, most of the, one of the most important things that will ever happen to a person is that they will become initially saved. And according to the Bible, not according to the UPCI, Steve Carnahan, the Abundant Life Church in Gillette, Wyoming, but according to God's Word, the only way that you can become initially saved is to be born of the water and of the Spirit. Now listen to me out there in, in computer land. I'm not shoving that down your throat, but you need to consider that. This modern thinking that says, no, I can, I can, I, I can figure this out on my own. Or this postmodern thinking that says, I don't need that kind of authority in my life. You better take another look at your human nature. God doesn't beat around the bush when he starts issuing commands, by the way. Commands are not open for your debate or mine. Commands are, this is what I want to happen. So that's why Paul said, you know, that you might walk worthy of the Lord, and how are we going to do that? We're going to have to do that by reaching an attitude that says, I want to please him, not just live for him. And that's one of the different ingredients between getting victory and living in victory. People who are living in victory are people who have learned the art of every day, I want to please him. I'm not trying to suck up to him. I'm not trying to get him to do something I want done. No, I've just recognized that I want the pleasing of God in my life. Praise God. I don't dress this way because some preacher stood up and told me. I preach this, I dress this way because I know it's pleasing to God. I talk this way because I know this is the way he wants me to talk. Come on, can I get some agreement in here? This is where we need to go in this generation. This is what people need to see. They need to see praise God not railing accusations they need to see people who are in love with God who aren't trying to twist his arm aren't trying to get him to do something for them but they just want to be pleasing to the Lord come on can you lift your hands right now close your eyes and just ask the Lord to give you some understanding to that would you come on speak it out right now say God I want to know this I want to know this know this. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, yes, I want to know this. Ah, and then I want through your help, through grace, through mercy, through righteousness, through peace that only comes from you, Lord. God, I can obtain it. I can do it better. I can add it more and more to my life. Oh, hallelujah, and I can begin to make progress, and I can begin to find true joy and happiness in the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the offer. Thank you for, Lord God, the invitation and the direction here today. Lord God, help us to get rid of that modern thinking that would say, I can figure this out on my own. Help us to get rid of that postmodern thinking that would reject your authority in Jesus' name. I come against it, God, there are a couple of them in here right now that they need to be shown that. They need to see that. Praise God in the name of Jesus. Not in a condescending way, but Lord God, in a helpful way. That's the hand that you've got extended right now in the name of Jesus. 
Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is, is just absolutely so on top of his game in Jesus' name. Praise God. Last week, or a, couple, a while ago, or maybe it was last week, I don't know, I, I've been interjecting in some of my teaching, um, as you have noticed, um, uh, some, some thoughts, and I, I think they're key thoughts to us. And one of, one of the things that I'm trying to interject into this uh, teaching here this morning, again, is something called simple, simple instructions. God doesn't complicate things. That's us. And by the way, that's what will happen if you depend on your way of thinking. Because it'll happen to me. If I depend on my way of thinking, I will take some of the most simplest things that God is doing and overthink them, way overthink them, and pretty soon I've got a man alive. I can't do that. That's me. That's not the devil, by the way. <laughs> that is not the devil doing that. That is me. And I have recognized that. I still have that ability. It has not been eradicated from my life. So I have to be cautious. I have to be careful. Amen. And so a thought that might help somebody in that realm is found in the book of John, the Gospel of John, chapter number 2. Let me show you this. I've used this for years, and I'll use it again this morning that maybe it'll help somebody. Second chapter of the book of John, um, the Gospel of John is so unique because it really focuses on Jesus. Everything is about Jesus, not the, so much the events that are around him, although that's a byproduct, but it focuses on who is Jesus? Who is this word becoming flesh and dwelt among us? Who is that guy? And we understand that John's gospel probably was written in the 90s, AD 90, probably, somewhere in that neighborhood, way after the, um, um, the uh, falling of Jerusalem, and so the church was literally scattered all over the world. And so John wrote this gospel to get people's thinking back to, it's all about him. It's all about Jesus. And you've got to watch that, praise God. And so in the second chapter of the book of John, as John does, he highlights not only who Jesus is, but he highlights what he does, how he does it. And so in the second chapter of the book of John, that's the first miracle, recorded miracle, that Jesus did during his earthly ministry. Now, I don't know if it is... The only, you know, if there were ones before this, I don't know. I just got to go by scripture just like you do, okay? And so what happened here is we find in the first chapter of the book of John, chapter number two, it says in verse number one, and the third day there was a marriage in Cana, Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Every time I read this scripture, or most times when I read this scripture, I read, I think about the end time predicaments and the end time predictions. And one of the things that is predicted about end times is that they will be marrying and given in marriages. That's going to happen all the way until the time that this thing just, woo, okay, this is it. We're going into something else now. So I think about that, a marriage, you know, a community event that brings people together. Yeah, and so we got to be careful that we don't exclude that in our COVID warnings. Now, don't misread that or take that any way that I don't believe in masks, because I do. Got one right up here, okay? But I'm just saying, we gotta be careful, you know? And so the Bible says, 
the Mary, Mary was there, and in verse number two, and both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And so along with a community event, there was an invitation. I don't know how much of this, I got a whole page of notes here that I know I'm not going to get to entirely, but I'm going to try to, to, to give you a, a segment of it, praise God. And one of it is his permission. Brother Fitzner spoke on Wednesday night. I hope you listened to that. That was a good Bible study, tremendous Bible study. But one of the major characters in that Bible study was the eunuch. Yeah. And one of the reasons that Philip was able to be so effective to the eunuch was because of a simple invitation. And how I look at an invitation is I look at an invitation as permission. Yeah. And that works both ways, folks. That not only works with a home Bible study, but that works with me when I'm in the prayer room. That I constantly have to give God permission to say whatever he wants. He doesn't do this all the time, but I think it was my third time around the church this morning. He said, be quiet. Now, I get embarrassed. I can get mad. And I can do that modern thinking. Oh, God, I can figure this one out. I can develop into that postmodern thinking and say, who do you think you are, God? I'm the one out here in the cold weather. See? That's what I'm talking. I'm just giving you my parable now. This one you won't find in the Gospels. But this is my parable. And I think about things like that. And all of you go through things like that every week where God gives us opportunity. Amen. And so this is what we have to be careful of, is that we reject that or, or we somehow miss it and, and get so clouded up with our own little plans and elements that we, we lose track of the fact that, wow, God wants to do something. God wants to say something here. You know? I remember one time with Peter, Jesus emphasized that. He did literally say to Peter, he said, Peter, I got one thing I'd like to say to you. Now, we understand that he was able to say that because Peter gave him permission. But Peter could become like a lot of people and say, nope, got no time for that. I, I need to do my own thing. See how subtle that modern thinking and that postmodern thinking is? Some of you, right now, I can sense that your eyes are being open. And that's good. That's what God wanted to do. He's not trying to condemn. He's trying to open up eyes. So, the Bible says we got a marriage we got an event that brings people together, and we got Mary, the mother there, and we got Jesus and his disciples there. And so the scripture says that the mother came to them and said, there's a need here. Now, you can go into the argument, well, you see, that was fermented wine and all that. I don't believe that. Well, let me put it to you this way, <laughs> and this is Carnahan, because I study the principles of God. The wine that Jesus made tasted a whole lot better than the stuff they had. The guy even made the comment. And you want to know one of the reasons it tasted better? You want to know? It's kind of simple. It wasn't going to get them drunk. Do with that as you please. But that's me. That's how I feel about it. God's always got stuff that's better for us than we could ever come up with ourselves. That's just the way it goes. You know, so let that one marinate. 
I knew I was going to get a little controversial by going into this, but that's okay. I'm, I absolutely, absolutely have no fear of that. I'm just telling you, they needed wine. That's what they drank. That's what they, their daily, part of their daily regiment was. And when you had an outing like this, it was, that was the protocol. You had that stuff to drink. Well, the Bible says Jesus' first reaction was a test. Sure it was. Woman, what's that got to do with me? Why, what, what are you bringing that up to me for? Now, based upon faith only, as far as I can see, the Bible says in verse number five, Sister Mary operated the way we need to operate. That's why God said, be quiet, because I got something to say to you. And it's developed into the bulk of what I have taught and preached here. That's how good God is. I had my own ideas. Spent two hours last night, maybe three hours, writing a bunch of stuff down, and I'm going to keep the notes. Probably use them, not like I was going to use them, but I was going to man go right through this page. God says, no, this is what I want you to highlight on. And so this is what I'm doing. And this is what God will teach you to do if you have enough patience in Jesus' name. And so the Bible says the mother of, of Jesus, the biological mother of Jesus, said to the serpents, 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 the servants, said, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Now that's part of my lesson on simplicity. You can't get it much simpler than that. But listen to me, folks. If we've got so much to say to God that he can't get a word in edgewise, how do we ever expect to get this kind of simplicity in our lives? In Jesus' name. And so consider that, praise God. God has got some things to say. And I understand that can come in lots of different ways. One of the ways that God speaks to me regularly is through his word. But it's because I'm not, I don't have it all down, but I'm, I'm, I'm extremely familiar with God's word. That's what I have dedicated the last 40, almost 45 years now to making myself available to God's word on a daily basis, whether it be by listening, reading, or studying. Amen. And that's why I can go into the vein of God, like a Bible study like this, very easily. Some of you are looking at me, and I've had the comments, and I don't mean this to lift myself up, but I'm just trying to use this as an example. Man, Brother Carnahan, you teach that stuff so well. My goodness, it's like, wow, it just flows out. of well, That didn't happen overnight. It didn't. It happened because of time after time I give myself to God's word, and I'm still doing that, by the way. And so you can begin to do that. In Jesus' name, praise God. God can help you. And so you hear me a lot say, be initially saved. There's people, a couple of you out there online that are listening right now. I have no idea why you're, um, specifically why you're not baptized in Jesus' name yet. But I think it has to do a little bit by the two things we prayed for this morning. And I hope that that will unleash you and you will be unleashed that you won't try to do it because of you, and you will get to the place where you're not rejecting his authority. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. Jesus in the spiritual realm had to get, I would consider it a little forceful with me towards the end. And I'll tell you how God got forceful with me. And maybe this you'll be able to identify. That last night at 3 o'clock when I walked into the place where I set up machines at John Deere, I had been debating baptism for over a year. I told you a couple of weeks ago how um, a man initially invited me to come to church, uh, the Pentecostal church in Dubuque, Iowa. I was living in Cascade about 30 miles away at the time, and I was going through some things, and I rejected him. I lied to him, and, I, and it was just, I lied. I said, well, my knee's hurting bad. I can't make it. So a whole year went by, but God never quit dealing with me. I did not see Barry until after I got baptized. Didn't see him anymore after that, but God did, was with me, and God is with you. I want you to understand that, sir. God is with you. But that last time when I walked into that place where I was, where I was setting up machines, and God put a track, a little piece of information on the floor, and it was about Jesus' name baptism and had the address on the back of it, of the church and the telephone number, there were no excuses left. And I can't tell you. That's why, ma'am, I know what you're going through. I know how miserable it is to be out of the will of God when you know what to do. I don't want to go back there. You can talk about COVID. You can talk about cancer. You can talk about all of the bad things that happen to us in life, but they don't hold a candle to that. And that's why when I say God got a little forceful with me is that God helped me to start experiencing real fear. Real fear. And I'm not saying, man, I was going to have a heart attack. But I knew something was up. And I, the reason I'm using this today is there's somebody listening here that this is exactly what's happening to you. And I want to help you with that. God doesn't want you to be miserable. He doesn't want you to go through life and, and struggle the way some of you have. He just wants to get back to that simplicity of, of live for me, please me. I've got all of the answers, and they're for free. Amen. And so that was 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and by 6, I couldn't even eat. I couldn't even eat my supper. That's my supper break. And finally at 9, and I don't know why it took so long. Yeah, well, I know why, because of the stubbornness of Steve Carnahan. That's all. It's the only thing I can point to. There wasn't any devils around, in my opinion. But boy, by 9 o'clock, it ate me up. And boy, by 9.15, I already had an appointment set to go to a Pentecostal church. And that didn't make everything all right, but boy, did it take that fear away. Wow. And so I'm reaching to somebody here. God isn't trying to scare the bejeebies out of you. He's trying to minister to you. He's really trying to save you. He's really trying to help it get back to a simplistic idea like this. Whatever he says to you, do it. Whatever he says. Amen. Boy, I mean, how much more simple can it get than that? And when we start to receive that kind of thing, praise God. 
I'm telling you, things can begin to open up to us. And not only for us, but it could open up to all kinds of people, praise God, that are contemplating and wondering about this in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel that again. I got to get back to those two thinkings. They're trying to invade the church. We're, we're trying to emphasize that we can do it ourselves. And that's what's happening, folks. That's what's happening. Praise God. Some of you, that's what your issue is right now. Amen. Whether it be to a job or whether it be to some situation in your home, you're trying to figure out, I can do this. I can handle this. And I'm here to tell you, no, you can't. No, you can't. I've said it before, and I'll say it again in closing here today. Man can and will come up with a good program. But it don't last. It don't last. The only thing that lasts is what you and I have before us right now. Heaven and earth. Heaven and earth. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But my word, my word will endure forever. Oh my God. Goodness, do I sense it in here right now. Folks, we need an altar call. You don't have to come down here with a mask on. Uh, we need an altar call right now. We need to get rid of that thinking that says, I can do this. I can come up with the, the solutions. Come on. You know what that's called? Simplicity. It's called surrender. That's what it's called. Surrendering to God. Hallelujah. All to Thee, my blessed. Blessed Savior, all to Thee. Come on, I surrender all. Come on, that's what God wants us to do right here, right now. There's some of you sitting at a kitchen table right now. That's what God wants. He wants you to surrender to Him. It's going to become, praise God, so clear and so easy, praise God, when we do that. Oh, hallelujah. That idea that I can, I can, God, through your teaching, then I can do what needs to be done. No, no, no man will get that glory but God. Hallelujah. And then that idea, praise God, that through my experiences, I'm going to become knowledgeable and I can do the things that God wants me to do. Come on, folks. Come on, let's just turn this place into a, into a, into a giant altar right now. Come on, let's get on that brazen altar and let's let him heat, praise God, some of the things away right now. Come on, let's just take a few minutes. Oh, in the name of Jesus, this is, this is God. This is how he works. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you for willing people, people that are willing, praise God, to do, praise God, what you want us to do in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Again, God, we are are just fallen creatures. We're just people that want to take the ropes. We want to take the reins back. There are several people, I, I, I would pray that they're listening right now, that are absolutely in a backslidden state. That's where you're at. Praise God. I'm not going to make any bones about it, but I'm here to tell you, you can move away from that. You can begin to surrender to God right now and say, Lord, I'm through with that kind of junk. I am going to let you be Lord, not just Savior in Jesus name oh hallelujah hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Jesus 
Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Brother Jerry, I don't know if we have that chorus, I Surrender All. Do we? If we do, I want you to put that up on the screen because I believe along with this move of God right now, we need to do that. We need to surrender to him in the name of Jesus. Listen, folks, come on. All to Jesus, I surrender all to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his service daily. Now, that's a very simple thought. Now, sing it. I surrender all. That's it. Amen. I, there's just been things loosed right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. All to Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender. Get that verse up again, would you, Brother Jerry? Amen. Let's sing it again. All to Jesus I surrender, all to Him I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him in His service daily live. Come on, let's sing it. I surrender all. Amen. I feel, I sense that. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. Once again, amen. Amen. I surrender all, I surrender all, all to Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. Man, tremendous. Tremendous move of God in here, folks. Tremendous. And I'm going to trust out there. I'm not sitting in your kitchen or your living room, but I'm, I'm believing that, God, there's a tremendous move of God out there in Jesus' name. Now, I'll tell you what some of you need to do, and this is, you're going to have to get permission. You need to get a copy of this. And you need to sing that again tomorrow morning. Right away in the morning. No, don't wait until 9 o'clock at night. That's what I did for too many years. I just go out and do my own thing, and then when I got really in trouble, got my four-wheeler stuck, then I'd call upon God and say, come pull me out. Can, I, can somebody give me an amen of honesty? Yeah, that's where we're at, aren't we? Why don't we start our days with the idea that God, come on, this is your day. This is the day that you have created. This is the day that you made. And so I'm going to start putting some things in my life that you want in Jesus' name. And so whether you do it or not, this is up to you. This is not a homework assignment. This is an opportunity. Is I'd get that song and I'd start singing that. I'd start saying, Lord, I want to surrender it all. I want to get rid of that modern thinking that says I can do this myself. 
I just need your help for the real hard stuff, God. And then once you give me the solution, I'm going to filter it through my brain. And then I'm going to do it myself. Come on, folks. That's exactly what's happening out there in most religious circles. But we got to give it to the Lord. And that's why we got to allow his authority to come back in our lives. In Jesus' name. Now, before you leave here today, tonight we're going to have services again. It's going to be emphasizing, hopefully, on praise and worship. That's what we want to do. We want to come and begin to celebrate and, and, and praise and worship the Lord. And you're welcome to come. I don't know what's going to happen next week. I don't. There's indications that the govern, governor is, is state, stating that there's probably going to be some kickbacks on this. I mean, you can't have 3,000 cases a day in, a, in, a, in the least populated state in the nation and not do something. And I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just saying I don't know what we're going to have to be able to go with this next week, and that's not a threat. I'm just saying, but tonight we can come together and have services. And so I would suggest maybe doing that. Come, in Jesus' name. Another thing that I would suggest is that there was a video that Brother Jerry uh, gave to me, and I've got it on my phone uh, somewhere. I've got my phone around here. He is going to put that on Facebook, and it's just an interview down at headquarters of UPCI headquarters in St. Louis, and Brother Bernard, and he's addressing some very, very important things in our world today. And man, Sister Carnahan and I, we had supper over it one night. And man, alive, my digestive system worked a lot better. And I'm, again, you understand, I, I'm not idolizing Brother Bernard, but man, he is a cool and he's an anointed person. And he'll deal with some things. He deals with the, with the new administration that's coming in the presidency. He deals with this COVID thing. And he deals with the vaccination that will be coming. And very pragmatic and very good answers. I would advise you this week, when you get some time, it's about, what, 45, 50 minutes long. And it's just a great thing. I'd listen to that if I were you. And Brother Fitzner's going to put that online. Sister Carnahan, did I forget something? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And anything we do here at the church, you will find out. Having said that, <laughs> I got to confess a blunder. And in our newsletter last, this last month, it was stated that we were supposed to have prayer here last night. But according to our calendars, it's next week. So we had a person, a person show up, and um, thank you, but I, 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 I blew it off. I, I was thinking next week, and so next week, next, this next coming week will be our week of prayer and fasting, another opportunity for you, and next Saturday night at 5 o'clock, because I am going to put it on my phone, so I'll be here, okay? And so we'll have prayer, collective prayer here next Saturday, okay? Everybody say amen. amen. In Jesus' name. You're a good group of people. This is a, this, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else but here this morning, in Jesus' name. And so I thank you for your response. I thank you for your honesty towards God. And we're going to make it, folks. We're going to get better. God is going to do some good things amongst us. And we're going to see some people get saved, in Jesus' name.
And so the Lord bless you. If you can come back tonight, 5.30, obviously, here in the sanctuary, we'll be doing prayer. And then at 6 o'clock, we'll begin our worship service. And we're going to have a good time in the Lord. The Lord bless you. Thank you. If you have an offering or tithe, you can do it online or you can bring it here. God bless you.